Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is your host, Brandy J, and my show, Voices of Courage. And today I have with me an amazing guest. I have with me Dr. Ian Brooks. And Dr. Ian Brooks, he is um, a life coach. Um, Dr. Ian Brooks is just the key to life. He is a, <laughs> a clinical psychologist, right? Okay. I'm just kidding. I mean, he's he's not that great. He's just huh? great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing there, Ian? I'm doing well, Brandy. How are you? I am doing very good now that you're here because I've been wanting to get you on here and um, just just talk to you. Yeah. No. Looking looking forward to it. Look, been uh, been a little while since uh, we've connected, but looking forward to finally getting a chance to kind of go back and forth and have some great dialogue. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Let me ask, I want to start by asking you, um, Ian, when you hear the words, when you hear the word or the phrase, um, they, what was the word? So the words, knowing your, knowing your value and potential, when you hear that in your own words, like what comes to your mind, sure. It's um, I know it's a, a big question for for a lot of a lot of us. Um, what does our value really mean and purpose? What resonates with me in particular is knowing thyself, right? As the adage goes, it's about personal awareness. It's about confidence and self reflection. So when I think about self worth, that's Oftentimes we assume that's attributed to us by others or reinforced what our value really means. Could be a title, could be our partners, it could be our children. And thus we're pawns to those external entities. But when I think about our value, it really starts with knowing who I am, knowing the value I bring to the table agnostic of what is provided back to me from the outside world. Now, the outside world provides a reinforcement, but that confidence lies and is bestowed upon me in my belief and my self-efficacy. Now, when I think about our purpose, our purpose is aligned to that confidence in doing what we feel is right and what we feel makes us happy that we are contributing in some way, shape, or form to others and to ourselves. It's that idea in my mind of being intentional with what we do and what we hold the most value towards. And that's what our purpose in my mind really reflects. Oh, I like that. Okay. So yeah, so like uh, the when it comes to individuals, is basically down to how they feel with themselves. Because I find it that we seek our value in other people, you know, versus yeah. finding within ourselves. We let others, you know, validate, and yeah. that doesn't play out very well. It it really doesn't, um, because now we are pawns to their influence of how they've defined value and expectation bestowed upon me, you, or somebody else. That is a very fickle and very fluid conversation 
And as such, anytime they move in a different direction, we are now forced to try to catch up to what that new prescribed or perceived value is. Yet, when we have it within ourselves, we can still change our value over time because our lives evolve and change, our perspective evolves and changes. But it's anchored within ourselves because now we've made that choice. We've now honed in on who we are and what we bring to the table. It does not imply nor suggest that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we're great. It doesn't mean that others don't have a perspective and can't give insight towards how we can be better. But the anchor is not their perspective and their value and perceived perspective on us. It's understanding who am I and what do I bring to the table in that belief? And then it's reinforced by others around me, be it people, places, or things. And if those people, places, or things don't reinforce that belief, I either need to change those things or I need to now think, is that truly the image I'm projecting or from a value standpoint? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Would you say that the, the way people perceive their value would start from how they were raised or, you know, like in the home? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I talk a little bit about it in my book, Intention, um, Building Capabilities to Transform Your Story, whereby a lot of times we are prescribed roles and we have characters that we are playing in our, in our own lives, where we show up um, in our home and we act differently in our home versus what we do at work versus the roles that we play within our, our personal relationships or intimate relationships. And so we're influenced by, at a very young age, our perceptions of what is right, what is wrong. Um, it's no different as we think about it from the evolution of, of mankind as we stay in packs and we stay close because we need the reinforcement of those around us. And that all stems from safety. And that safety nets what is right, what is wrong, and those social cues offer context so we can actually make better decisions or said differently, because they're not necessarily better decisions, we make decisions based on safety to be right or okay. So a decision for you know, someone who is in the high upper class of society, those feelings and decisions are a lot different than say those in a lower class based on their surrounding environment and what's reinforced as being okay. And that started at very, a very young age of what is the perception and expectation and so as we move forward, our definition of value, of love, of friendship, of loyalty, of success are all influenced by the way that we have been raised and what is our survival at that moment. Oh. So, so growing up, is that how um, like your parents and your family, they kind of... Um, raised you kind of motivated you to uh do do as you're, you're doing with others to know your yeah. value they made you feel valued and because i found that to be important too we have to make our kids you can't just tell them to know your value you have to show them make them like feel value you know absolutely um there's the part of uh children being able to hear it but also being able to see it 
um, that value of being loved, the value of what of is success, the value of failure and learning from failure and moving past where, you know, our parents might have started us off on. So as an example, my parents were big believers, and I'm sure many of you are, of I want you to do better than me and us. Yeah. And we're going to build off this and move off our anchor because we can only teach you so much. Now we're going to put you in life. We've given you a foundation of which to start, but now it's time for you to take on that next journey and take on that next evolution, whatever that may come to light to be. But they offer that foundation uh, and perspective. And sometimes the harsh reality is, you know, as parents and as role models to, you know, adolescents and children as we're moving forward, we don't know some of the, the downsides of what we provide it either. So there might be, you know, how is a, what does a loving relationship look like? And I say loving, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, because as a child, you only have a lens towards a perspective and view. As a child, we don't necessarily have the perspective and context around what a relation, loving relationship should or really looks like. We just know that this is a relationship. And so as we move forward in life, and I'm just using a relationship of love as an example, but as we move through life, through education, and what does friendships evolve and mean? What does education evolve and mean? What does it mean to, again, be financially stable? What's, an, what's a good job? You know, all of those things have an influence, both of reward that is established by those whom we're around in our environment. And then it just becomes reinforced through what we see and what we experience ourselves as we move forward. But I know for, from my perspective and just my own experience with my own family, really offered a foundation of trying to create that holistic view, whether I realize it or not. And that has influenced how I've actually matriculated through life and will continue to do so because that's my foundation. It doesn't mean that it was all right. It did offer a perspective and I can take and pick and choose now as an adult, what may be the best decisions based on additional knowledge and meeting other people from different backgrounds, et cetera, where we can have these conversations so that I can be a better person and even move further in my own um, personal path. Well, that was perfectly said. I was like really in the moment when you're saying this because it, it registered with me uh, as far as when you said pick and choose, like it doesn't mean that, you know, it was right. Mm -hmm. It just means that, you know, that was your experience and now you're an adult and you get to pick and choose what's right or wrong because mm -hmm. you you know we we get that since we know what's right you know say for instance if we were taught like say for instance hatred you mm -hmm. know and you get older at some point even though that's something you were taught you get mm -hmm. to pick and choose do you carry on <laughs> yeah with this hatred you know so yeah. yeah and 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 to to that very acknowledgement you know obviously i it can even be as we're transforming, we sometimes have to die in one life to live another. And if that's our goal, whatever our end point is, it's sometimes it's acknowledging and loving our family for who they are and what they've brought, but we don't have to love everything about them. Um, you know, we can love them as individuals and the guides that they've offered, but their opinions and certain things that may have influenced us that detract from who we want to be. It's such a you know, it's, it's a very vulnerable situation. 
because now we are, our lives are, again, our people and the place and the things that we do are reinforcing kind of what we've become. And sometimes when you acknowledge that you want to move and go in a different direction by choice, you now have to start to unravel some of that. And that takes a lot of time or could take a lot of time, both in, um, uh, in action, but as important emotionally saying, wow, this is a lot to do. And that's sometimes a challenge for, for a number of people to actually move to that next level and say, picking and choosing while it sounds good on a sheet of paper. And as we're talking about it, that mere direction and path isn't always the easiest, but it's probably the right thing to do if that's your choice. Yes. Amen to that. Yeah, most, most definitely. Uh, it is something that's hard to, to do and you have to actually mm -hmm. face stuff and deal with it, but mm -hmm. it's all to become, you know, if you want to be um, a better person or, you know, just better in life or mm -hmm. to grow, then mm -hmm. do the hard work, right? There's no app or no button or faster. Yeah. As, as much as, as much as we all want it, <laughs> um, right? but yes, you're right. There is, there is no moment in time where it's said just press the button and it's done and it, it to your acknowledgement it is a lot of work and it requires sometimes just being in the moment and catching yourself when you're being brought back to where you once were um i have a someone i'm very close with grew up in a single single parent home and it was he and his brother um and he didn't know what it was like once he got married to have an argument and how do you react in an argument between a couple and what do you do as a family and what's that presentation to now his children and for him he was learning as he was going and the only model he had was what he saw on tv <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so just taking that into context now as an and 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 what he saw on tv more specifically as a child now, putting that in context of him as an adult with his own wife and, and three kids, he's having to learn as he goes. And sometimes it's it's great and he's in the moment. Other times it's emotional. Heck, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I can laugh at it because I'm not in the middle of it, but it's a function of he has to work himself through that, through his own evolution, through his own being in the moment and being present. It's owning his own emotions, knowing that it's being brought back to where he was as a child of not knowing and his own expectation of all the fun stuff that happens on TV versus the realities of what happens within a home itself on a day to day basis. He has and continues to learn and evolve between he and his wife and what they're demonstrating and modeling now for his own children. But that's his own journey that he's going through. And then that's the journey that he and his wife are going through together. And that's a great, I, I bring that example up in the context of we're always and constantly looking to improve. It's not simply a button, but acknowledging our perspective as a child and what we anchored on as expectation and, and what was right. Knowing that some of this may be wrong, it is a journey and it's something that we have to be present to. Not to say we're perfect, not to say it's always going to be right, but it is something to be aware of. And be, once you're aware, capturing that and trying to do something different if that's what you want yes oh i'm loving this Ian. i'm loving this because it's so it's so point on because you know we always somehow revisit our childhood 
you know, I was thinking that the same thing, um, you know, I'm going through some things with my own son. And then also, you know, when kids, what, what I picked, what I realized was that we don't really, we only know what we know, right? Or what we, mm-hmm. we were around, what we're exposed to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with kids, you know, say they have heartbreak or they're dealing, you know, that young love and stuff like that. And then you get some kids that, you know, um, I'm an advocate for like bullying and all that, for suicide. You get kids that, that, you know, can't handle their feelings or emotions and it's just the end of the world to them because they're kids, they're teenagers. That is, that's their world. And sometimes it ends fatally. And I start to think, I was like, we, we actually have to, there's no manual for this, but we have to actually sit down and address and think about these things. And if, if a child has never had a heartbreak before, mm-hmm. you know, they really don't know, they're never going to have experienced those feelings before. And so therefore you have to help them through those feelings. And, you know, you just can't be like, Oh honey, you what? You, you got your heart broken today. Oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be all right. You know, because they, they're not, I, I, it started, I actually started coming to me this year, hmm. to be honest with you this pandemic a lot of things and I started mm-hmm. thinking I was like my mom never like talked or talked to me about any of this stuff I just mm-hmm. were kind of more quiet and I held it in mm-hmm. you know right. and, and now I'm becoming more aware mm-hmm. to to not do the, that with my my son because the kids these days are a lot more sensitive and yes. social media yep and so yeah, yeah I you know I I can um definitely understand that um to your point of one, the role that social media and access and visibility and how we derive our value of always being liked, um, participant tr- participation trophies, um, et cetera, while acknowledging that in, in the example that you offered, heartbreak or how to deal with disappointment, you know, the answer, you know, to what you described from you know, your family and I know for mine, it's like, oh, you'll be okay. You know, you'll be okay. But what's the okay, right? It's the how, it's the how do we deal with the disappointment? How do we deal with the, and I'm going to air quote, the rejection, the failure? It's, we're not necessarily taught that. Um, It's not articulated to say it's okay to be, to fail. It's okay that if someone does not like you, um, going back to your very first question around value, when we derive our value based on that validation that someone likes me or that I get a trophy for, for participation or I get someone's love and that's my value, but when it's taken away, now I've anchored on that expectation and really, again, reinforcing that I can love myself or I can appreciate myself even in times of rejection and in failure that are not derived from outside response or judgment and just acknowledging that but also it goes to how does one go about dealing with it individually and I think that how piece is extremely important as kids matriculate in both owning their feelings owning their perspective but also owning their own value knowing that, hey, this might not have been right for me, even though I wanted it, it tells me that I probably didn't need it. But there is somebody out there who we can grow together with, or there is another job out there, 
or there's another class or school topic or sport or whatever it might be, that is my interest and that does align with who I am. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly, perfectly said. And I just want to like get that, you know, across. You know, that's, that's where it all starts. We all kids, kids, you know, and you can always take it back mm -hmm. to where something or no matter good or bad, where it came, where it started at, where it comes from, bullying and all that stuff. So I was going to trickle back to mm -hmm. the environment where you're raised and what you saw when you were around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Abs absolutely. Well, and we deal with it with, then we deal with it in the adults, right? Who, you know, as we see her at the adult, it's like, okay, here are, the, here are your behaviors. It can track back to that, the perspectives, the values, the entitlement, the fear. Um, and that's when it starts to come out in ways that are a little bit harder to change and acknowledge in certain yeah. ways because it's been ingrained and reinforced to a degree that now that's their path. And now how do we re-anchor in that respect yeah. and at that age or time? So true. It's like your monster head, you grew, you know, like how people yeah. are today. If you look at, you know, I like, I like to know why people do things they do and stuff mm -hmm. like why, what makes them function. And I did that with Donald Trump. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I was able to get a hold of that book that his niece put out. And then I, I she kind of like did a reading, like, so I didn't have to do much of it. Mm -hmm. Like um, this one um, lady that, you know, we, it's like a club we have. Okay. And I was just like, boom, I said, dude, I was like, this is who he is. I was, like, right. <laughs> I was right. like, this is not just some brand new. This man, this is his life. Like what he is yeah. showing us right now. He's been raised. This is exactly what he, his upbringing, you yeah. know, was. And yeah. I was so interested in just like finding out and knowing why. And it explained him to the T. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, you know, obviously there's a lot of opinion about him and we won't get into that on, on the show. But I, I, you know, one thing that, I marveled at to that very acknowledgement is he is who he is and he's unapologetic about it. And however one might, if one defines yeah. success by the money he's made and just the, the rise that he's had, if that's your definition of success or your mark of success, he's done very well. And he's really built it, built up his brand, which has been a marvel. Right. It's been like, huh, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Not to say it's good or bad or however, you know, one can have their own opinion on that. Again, we'll say that for another podcast. But the reality, <laughs> if you just look at it just from a basic level, like, huh, he he owned who he was and it's been reinforced throughout his entire life. And in that context, it's like, wow, uh, that's that's I, I, that on that level of premise, pretty impressive. And what I think we all are looking for. Now, how it actually comes out, I think we all might have, a, again, a different perspective on how some of that might <laughs> be shown <Right>. and demonstrated. <laughs> demonstrated. But, but it's like, wow, there's something to be taken away from that. Like, how to use social media, how he's, you know, turned his, you know, businesses, even being bankrupt and what he's done, how to build relationships and when he's built relationships over the years, um, his TV shows. It's like, huh, it's really an exercise in it made sense, but it's a function of, you know, now how did he apply it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's that other show, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's what made me understand him more. 
like it yeah. or not. Whenever yeah. I said, well, he is who he is, so I, I can't really, you know, but it's that thing, like you said, it's like you get to pick and choose, mm-hmm. you know, what you've learned and all that stuff and how you apply it. So, yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, it's uh, knowing the rules. And it's like, okay, now I can play by the game. And if they didn't make the rules in this particular area, then I can now go outside of, out of this because they didn't have the rules in place. And we can pick and choose in that respect. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Interesting. So for you, that leads me to um to asking you, with all this uh, being said, you know, growing as a person and where it comes from, and we know that you you were installed with you know valuing yourself. Mm-hmm. Is this how? Is this what what actually inspired you to? start helping others and, and, you know, showing them how to, to grow, to grow as a person, because no, I feel like no matter what, you know, if someone wants to be in your field or whatever field it is they want to do, that the work to be completely successful, mm-hmm. authentically, <laughs> yeah. you know, successful, that you have to do some work, like it mm-hmm. starts from the, the, part of valuing yourself, knowing your self-worth, because if no one else believe, if you don't believe it, you know, who else is going to believe it? And when you love yourself, it, mm-hmm. then you just have that exuberating confidence and respect and all around, all around circle. So what I'm asking you here is, what am I asking you, Ian? I just got lost. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel it's like, you know, how did, I, if I understand your, your statement and question, I guess, is, you know, how did I start my own career and as well as from a value standpoint and wanting to help others in that respect um because you're too very acknowledged it does start with with self and what my self-worth was so for those who are looking to get into psychology or coaching um which i do and etc of helping others in any capacity it has to be your unrelentless passion to want to see others successful. And in that context, acknowledging that you're putting them first. It's about their interest in where they are versus where you think they should be and projecting that onto them. It's allowing and enabling them to chart their own path where you might be a, merely a guide for thought or suggestion in understanding and helping them detach from situations um, or the past and pretend like they don't matter because they do. And it's also to acknowledge that just because I put, or those in our field of psychology or coaching, put others first in that moment does not mean that we are second as much as that where, where are we placing the focus so that they can be successful. So for me, I started off and knew I wanted to be a psychologist when I was 13 years old. And that just came from my upbringing because I was fearful of judgment. I didn't want to stand out front. I didn't want A's because that offered expectation. (laughs) I didn't want F's because that provided too much visibility and, and extra work. So I wanted to stay right in the middle, lost in the crowd next to everyone else where I wasn't above or below but just an average. And that turned out for me, so that it turned out more specifically to be 
where I just just do all the uh, homework and really wouldn't study for tests. That way I'd always get C's. <laughs> now, now that doesn't necessarily lend itself to being a you know, top student or so forth, but it did fit my personal objective as a child. But it always meant that I was always looking at others, always paying attention. And I was always curious about what others were doing and why they did what they did. And thus I started a journey on being a psychologist because it afforded an opportunity to fit the profile I had set for myself of just being in the background. And through my journey of being a psychologist and working at working with children and adults, um, and then moving to um, coaching adults, a leader and leaders within organizations, it's afforded me to grow outside of my own box I created for myself as a child in a way that offers visibility and perspective of one, understanding my own voice, two, stepping to the forefront of what I'm passionate about and not being afraid of owning my voice and acknowledging that just because I'm behind the scenes in the curtain does not mean that I am not still powerful and that I don't have my own visibility. And so as such, as those who are progressing in an idea for helping others, it's about being selfless in that moment, but also understanding when you need to be selfish for yourself in your own path and growth. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, selfless, but also knowing when to be selfish. Because it's per some people that won't make sense, but it's perfect sense because you have you can't lose yourself. You have to take care of you still. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely, and it's and it's so hard to sometimes do that. Um, I know one of the reasons I removed myself and changed um, from the clinical psychology portion to working with adults outside of a, a lockdown ward, you know, to deal with higher functioning individuals was because you, you carry that burden sometimes of what you're hearing and, and seeing and understanding the experiences that people go through. And that's a lot of weight of which, how do you release that weight? of what you're hearing and seeing and that emotion. And it's easy to get lost in other people's emotion without caring for your own. And for me personally, I didn't and was not equipped to handle that. And after a short time, like, wow, this is draining and I can't do this for the next 30 years, <laughs> 40 years, because I will always be putting you know, putting that emotion on top of mine. And that's just not healthy. And it was just an acknowledgement in that in those moments to say, I still want to help. But how can I do that? Be someone who can help effectively, passionately, and with the right lens, while also acknowledging the self care that I needed. And to so that I could grow and be one with myself in that respect. Awesome. This is some good stuff because people need to to hear to hear this because I, I see even more now, especially, you know, with with how the world has changed since 2020. People mm -hmm. are, you know, we're at home and some people are starting to like be with themselves and trying to figure out, you know, who they are, what they are, and then there's social media and they they're they're you know, I carry a message in my um different groups and stuff about just be you or you're enough. 
have these like taglines like it's okay mm-hmm. to be you you don't have yeah. to be that person on instagram or that person or that person you're enough you're you mm-hmm. um and that's all you ever need to be and it, you're just as valuable as the person that you're looking at and mm-hmm. you know just carrying those positive you know messages because i mean yeah yeah it, it's it's you know people it's very hard i i, re- I resonate with go ahead oh good i'm sorry oh, oh yeah go ahead brandy <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Awkward. No, I'm playing. Yeah. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, but I was just saying I was I was with you. I was on board with you. Um, right when you were speaking, like about how how that um that was affecting you in that that field right there. You you know, but you wanted to be able to function, like be involved in it at a point where you don't lose yourself and you're mm-hmm. you're all you know not. And that was something that had been playing in my mind too because I take on you know all these emotions in the world when things are going on you know and it's nor it should be it's okay to be empathetic you know I should yeah. be people should be absolutely you know? but then when I find myself in this state of like why do I feel so drained or depressed like mm-hmm. you know what's what's going on here and then then it makes me wonder like am I like you know I just thought this is me this is who I am <laughs> like, right but it's right. like affecting me this way then how can I do this to where I don't you know feel so low lowly you know and I'm like why mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. You know? so yeah we we give so much of ourselves to others but we don't give our that same level of care to ourselves and that can be a slippery slope and it goes back to your very first statement of what's our value and our value can be to others because we're good at it, because we're passionate about it, because we know we can help and because we care. But those same sentiments have to be applied to ourselves as well. And who are we in that respect so that we are and can give ourselves that self-care? And to your acknowledgement previously as well that you commented on, regarding the value that we place on ourselves in comparison to others using social media as our and our likes and clicks and all that good stuff. Um, How many followers do we have? Those are good metrics in certain capacities in certain ways um, at certain points of value. And oftentimes we're chasing those point and clicks. And to get that what can I do and be that's so outlandish and how can I top something that someone else did to get the likes, to get the visibility, to create that instant success or visibility or stardom. And on a surface level, that's great, right? It's not to say it's not, not fun and seeing some of the things that people do. And while we might think that makes us unique by finding that new voice, and doing something new, we're all, it seems like, still chasing that same number of likes, the number of clicks, the number of ads I can get. How can I be an influencer? So then are you being, so I ask, are you really being unique then? You're just trying to do and use the same platforms anyone else is. You're just now trying to create it for yourself and say that quote unquote, you're unique. 
yes, that's true that you may be doing something new, but you're still chasing and going after the same thing someone else is using the same path and modality. And we are all special snowflakes in certain ways, but we're also very similar and not losing sight of that. And that doesn't mean that we can't do what we are individual um, things because we all have choice. We all have different perspectives. Um, we can put the same two people in the same situation and they'll come out differently based on their perspectives. But we're also at the, at its core are people and we are probably more aligned than we actually think. It's just now what lessons are we learning so that we can pro progress individually so that we are helping others so that we are good citizens and most importantly that we're happy. Oh my goodness. And I think you're, I'm you or you're me, like in male form. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry, I already have a twin sister. So you know, you'll be our triplets then. <laughs> They're chilly. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. You said, I was just like, he's been in my head. <laughs> I say that, I always say that I'm like the two people in the same situation, perspectives differently, they come out totally. <laughs> whole different you know it's all about yeah everything you said after that mm -hmm. i'm like okay this is totally like my soul a best friend or something but like i was like i'm gonna ask him his sign I'm like i need to know <laughs> but no <laughs> no truly, truly. <laughs> it was, it was, that's what i was sitting here thinking because that's exactly everything you said is what i would say or that's how i feel mm -hmm. you know so yeah most definitely yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I look at life, I look at our own stories. And again, having worked with children, you know, all the way down in, in preschool, all the way to adults. Um, we all have a, a, a background and a desire to be better. And to reinforce who we are, as well as get some level of validation of who we are through our environment. Um, we're not going to escape that. What happens as adults, separating it out from the preschoolers, is that as adults, we now can go back and reflect on who we are, who our characters are in our own lives, how we've set up in the fabric of our lives and make now conscious decisions to evolve and do something different in how we present ourselves and creating our abilities so that we can have that true happiness and worth and value on our own terms. And that's a lot different for adults than say someone, a child in preschool or young adolescence of whom are driving towards observation and perspective and seeing what is right and what is wrong. What are the boundaries? What does life look like? in meaning with very little context because they don't have that experience of success, failure, middle of the road, heartbreak, whatever it might be. And they learn it as they go. And to be clear, we're all on our own path, but on different parts of this road. And it's about learning and reflecting and trying to be better. Yeah. 
for sure. Be a better person. I feel like every day you get to open your eyes, it's another, it's a gift, the opportunity to do, to do better, you know, or do something that, you know, it's an opportunity to change. You know, you have another day, it's not over. I always strive for being the better person than I was the day before. You know, what can I do to better, you know, I think that growth is an ongoing thing. It's never like you're done. I'm here. I arrived, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> as much like, as, as much as we try to fight that. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, right. I'm tired of this learning. Like I was talking to someone the other day and like, whatever this learning is, I've learned it. Not learn, but I didn't learn this already. I'm I'm tired of the learning. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever this is, I've learned whatever I needed to learn. Um, <laughs> I'm tired, but as much as we try to fight it, it's continuous, as you mentioned. And yeah. each day offers an opportunity to ask, or we're being asked the question: What did you learn, and what are you going to do with that knowledge now? And and I say every day, but it's also every moment because moments of work, moments of relationship, moments of going to the gym, moments of just relaxing, even offer us a moment to be better, to reinvest in who we are mentally, physically, spiritually. And some days we're better at it than others. But that moment offers us a chance to demonstrate what we've learned and acknowledging that uh, it does not stop. Yeah. Good stuff too. And it's so and, and me I and me hearing this, it's like registers to my to like everything about me. I'm like, yeah, you know, because I'm with all that. I'm with like mm -hmm. shit growth and like uh if I need to cry, like what is it that I need to do? I, I'm all I'm all for that stuff. I'm like, you know, checking in with myself and but like a lot for a lot of people, that stuff to them is like what? Like some people mm -hmm. don't even want to read to do like research or or just anything at all whatsoever. And I find it like with social, like with social media. And I feel like there's that, you know, some, there has to be something that, you know, I've been on this whole like uh, experiment, experiment and this whole trip of social media and trying to, it's kind of been working, but trying right. to start this whole trend to where we get social again and we like start, working on ourselves, but with each other and growing and talking with each other. And, you know, cause all the experiences usually are bad. Everybody, we always talk about the bad stuff, bad, 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 bad relationship, bad, mm -hmm. bad. What about the good stuff about yeah. things, you know? And so I'm trying to bring out more positive, you know, but I find it people like just don't want to, they're just like, oh, I don't you know, I don't want to. And then I just, nobody wants to do, I just find social media is like, but I don't choose, I choose not to let that be the the downfall or the answer either. I just, I flip it and I say, well, as bad as it is, what can we do as the users to turn it into a positive experience and say, mm -hmm. I don't like this and I don't like this, this and that. You talk about the bad stuff, kind of give energy to it when we always focus on the bad stuff. So not like an energy I feel. I said, well, let's turn it into a positive. Who are you waiting for? We can do right. it ourselves. We'll start it and people will see. You know, because they'll get tired of that negative stuff, <laughs> yeah. and they'll come over, and it it'll catch you know, too. So, yeah, I really just I thrive off of that stuff. And I yeah, it's about the possibilities um, yeah. and getting around people's fear and understanding that in any change and any awareness, it provides an opportunity 
to move forward. Um, there's a there's a quote that I like around that was said by Jean Sarté, and it goes, um, hopefully I get it right. <laughs> it goes, uh, once you hear the details of victory, it's hard to distinguish it from defeat. And well, I love it. As, as you're describing social media and just going out there and, and everyone's talking about everything that can be wrong and go wrong, that's where they see the defeat. They've already come up with the defeat themselves already. Because if you flip that to all the positives and all the possibilities, at that point, those are the details of victory. And they've anchored themselves on the thought that when, I, when I'm hearing it, it's, I can't achieve that. So I've already lost. I already know I can't do this, so I'm not even going to try. I've created my own off-ramp once I heard the details of victory, which are now I'm going to tell you all the reasons we shouldn't or that this is going to fail or all the things that possibly could go wrong. They've already created the details of their own defeat, and they thus they've created their own off-ramp of this journey. And there are many off-ramps on our, our live journeys. And there's going to be a number of instances that we're going to be given to get off that journey. Especially when we hear the details of what is possible. Because that possibility takes work. It takes emotional awareness. It takes confidence around success, as well as around, and especially around defeat, and knowing that we can move forward. So... Yeah, I, I see it quite a bit with individuals of whom I coach and speak with that when we're anchored on that victory and the details of it, it's those moments of, oh, oh, poop. I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what that is, but I, I know I can't do that. Like, I, I don't even know where to start. You've already lost in that moment. It's versus, hey, let's go figure it out. <laughs> let's see what happens. But that what happens also creates fear of the unknown. And it goes back to our dialogue around the social media of, I see what everyone else is able to achieve or has achieved, and I just want it. Not knowing the details of the steps, the heartache, the struggle, perseverance that it takes to actually get through to that endpoint. Yeah, for sure. Because they just show that, you know, that a lot of people don't show what what they went through or you know or any of that it's just like i have this i have that and then people look at that and don't even think for their own self to realize no matter what somebody has you know nobody just put well some people do just get it put you know in their hands but people mm -hmm. just leave out a lot of stuff sometimes or you just our own perception like you said we just choose not to go any further to find out or reach out or ask Mm -hmm. You know, like, how did you achieve this? You know, and I'm taking it. That's kind of, well, not kind of, but definitely where, where you come into play. And I know you have that, your book, um, Intention. Mm -hmm. And that, um, how did, so how far is doing what you do, mm -hmm. where, where at in um, your career did you come up with um, putting, wanting to put out this book, Intention? Yeah, when I originally started writing Intention, it was during the course of doing some level of coaching with, with different people. Um, so it was after I received my doctorate, after 
I had been in the industry at least 15, 16 years, maybe even longer than that. Um, and it started with me just taking notes of where did I see people struggling the most? Um, I found myself having the same conversation with everyone around different, different points around the change journey. And more specifically, the changes that they wanted to make for themselves, be it from within the corporation, of what do leaders now need to do and how they're impacting their employees, as well as individuals of whom I was coaching one-on-one. Uh, the struggles were very consistent. And so I wanted to, I just started to document what those consistent struggles were, not in any particular order or, or otherwise at that moment in time, I was just, just taking note of what themes were resonating and where did I find that people struggle the most. Um, I also, when I realized that I could create themes and saw some ideas that are commonplace in self-help books today, but also where I, I found that there were a number of gaps um, in particular around what are people anchoring on from a result standpoint? So how are they defining their needs and opportunities, as well as where did they, where did I see gaps in, do they even know who they are? Who they, do they know themselves? Do they know how the fabric of their choices, their characters, their environment influence their decisions to actually build a plan and to move forward? And I wanted to make sure I honed on that because if one of the biggest challenges I think for any self-help book is, and I think gripe that people have around changes, I can't sustain it. That's how do I sustain this? Well, first off, did you hit the right this? <laughs> do you know who you are and did you build it into the fabric of who you are? That doesn't start at the end. That starts at the beginning. And in the middle, you have your plan and then you have your actions and so forth. But you've missed this all the way at the the very first conversation or the very first decision you've tried to make that says, I want to do something different. And so I, I put the book together based off of that premise to help my clients as well as, as a guide, if you will, but also as a book now for broader audiences so that I don't necessarily have to be there, but really affording people to really harness specific questions so that we create exposure and less a liberating experience, you know, challenging their previous beliefs and templates and reconstruction, reconstructing their own meaning around a particular need and really thinking about what are my capabilities? What do I now need to be thinking about in the context of the immediate need right now, but also this book being used as a foundation that can be used to remind people what to do moving forward, less about being informed when they, in the future, changes occur to them, be it those that they want to do themselves or those put upon us. So that's really the impetus of why I started to even document and write my book, Intention, Building Capabilities to Transform Your Story, because it is about capabilities and knowing that there is no endpoint and that knowledge is truly the gift of what to do and also creating awareness around how to do it. Ooh, I love that. I love it. And I was totally, I, I definitely, definitely 
want to grab that book. And also I want to let the listeners um, know where they can find this this book so they can, um, if they want to, you know, read it, then they can definitely do that. And so could you just share that with them very quickly here? Yeah, sure. So they can find, um, the book is actually on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, again, the book is called Intention, Building Capabilities to Transform Your Story. Um, for those who are want to see some reviews as well as um, feedback regarding the book, it's been featured in a number of magazines um, for myself as well as what I've written about. That can be found on my, my website of RhodesSmith.com. That is R-H-O-D-E-S-S-M-I-T-H.com. And they can find the excerpts of the book as well as some of the reviews there. Yay. Well, I'm definitely going over and purchasing when we're done here because I definitely think that this is something that everybody needs, basically. I feel like what we, what, you know, and I know there's more, but you hit on, you know, Mm -hmm. the basis of a lot of things that creates, you know, even before success or whatever, you know, you're trying to achieve in in a a career or field or whatever it may be, I feel that you need to, because, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. Like with my, our show we're doing and then my podcast, I was like, every time I do another season, I'm like, I think about, okay, what can I do differently? I try to put more of myself into it. And if mm-hmm. I'm not putting myself in, if I can't be transparent through my podcast, then like, what is it? You know, am I just doing this because it looks good and people are like, look, I got mm-hmm. a full cool podcast over here, look what I can do. Or am right. I showing you me through this? You know, I might not yeah. have actually went through all these different things, but it's just showing you what kind of stuff, you know, what matters to me or, or you know, it right. just shows you what I, what I care about. And, mm-hmm. and so, but if I'm not putting myself in, into who it and if I'm not sharing my stories more then how are people supposed to know who I am and that's what I'm right. you know finding myself up against but you know I also know that interacting with my with our the listeners and I'm I'm that's the next level I'm on like what is missing like what do we need now you know sure transparent and we're connected so I think that definitely you know with this you know with your book intentions and um you know applying the work that I know that's needed and with that with that as a tool then Mm -hmm. I I think that I think that it would be beneficial and help me get to that next level because I know there's something there that's holding me back I've been in for five days just stuck kind of with my creative um like writing and and what's next Mm -hmm. I've just been like literally stuck and I know something there that I still just won't if that if this makes sense at all, that I just won't like let go. I know right. it's me. I don't know. And since we've spoken here today, um, I've seen like a whole nother area that maybe I haven't really dug deep into is like take it back to your childhood, just see where, you know, like mm-hmm. go back and see where and why. Like I just trying to figure out what it is, like. It's holding me back because I don't blame anybody else. I don't think it's anybody else. Right. Sure. I know it's something within myself that is, yeah. that's holding me back. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's very poignant. I know um, we all have our different journeys, and I think it's a great acknowledgement of 
what acknowledging and being vulnerable enough to say what is holding me back from realizing what I want. I know that some people and some decisions are childhood or but in particular, how we were how we were raised, and the choices we made then and throughout our lives. So I give you an example and how it actually played into my book. I made a decision early on that in my life, as I mentioned, I didn't like judgment. I didn't want judgment. I wanted to be hidden. So one of my challenges, as you might imagine, writing a book, that's actually on the 180 degrees on the opposite end of that. <laughs> um, yet with that perspective and choice I made as a child, here I am as an adult, you know, in my midlife, <laughs> um, the reality was I wasn't writing a very good book. And to that extent, and I talk about it in the book itself, um, what you are ordering and what others might be seeing or ordering through intention is a second ideation of the book, whereby the first one I did was an audiobook. And I mean, it was absolutely terrifying. One in me doing the audiobook, because I had never heard myself out loud. Secondly, when I actually heard what I was saying, even though I had practiced, I was like, oh, shoot, this is not very good. I was missing points or not even making points. I was not going into depth on stories and context. I was just more or less giving the front end and back end of, of, of each story to the extent that after two days of recording, number one, I was exhausted. And also to that extent that the book was not very good. And I actually scrapped the whole thing and started from scratch. But that moment afforded me an opportunity to become the writer I needed it. The book needed me to be. I had a choice to say, okay, Ian, this was not very good. <laughs> right? This is not very good at all. So you have a choice. You can start over or and do it right and really delve into this in a way that is helpful for the listeners or the readers, or it can afford me an opportunity to say, you know what? I tried. You're comfortable right where you are. You don't need to do anything else. You can say you wrote a book and that's that and be done with it, but not publish it. Now you have a choice. And after a couple of days, I said, you know what? I'm going to write, I'm going to write this book. But in order for me to do that, I have to let go. I have to be open in a way that I have not allowed myself to be to those of whom I don't know to those of your listeners, to those of who are reading the book, to those who even know me, but don't really know me in a way of what I think and how I think and the stories I see and be vulnerable to that experience. And because of that, I was able to, again, start from scratch and rewrote the whole thing. And I'm extremely, regardless of the results of other people's judgment, I'm extremely happy and proud of the product I have, knowing the journey I took. So not only am I the author of this book, I'm also a client <laughs> to myself as well.
That's amazing. And then what you just shared right now too about how you, you know, started, you know, your book and the audio and you made the choice to say, you know, that it wasn't good, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and do it, do it again or stay there or yeah. get rid of it. But you did it again and it helped allow you to, I just feel so, um, like that's exactly where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that's why I wanted to bring it up that you're not alone. Um, I think it also goes back to what you articulated earlier around social media. What we often see just merely the end result, we don't necessarily or hardly see the journey. We don't document what someone actually went through to actually achieve something. It's the failures. It's the late nights. It's the making decisions and balancing of where do you decide to put your time in one place versus another. It's the emotional toll that one feels going through it when they put in all this time with very little result or little to show. We don't see that. We don't, and even if we can see it, we for sure cannot feel it. We can appreciate, but appreciation for what someone has gone through is a lot different than when we go through it ourselves yeah. to say, oh, now, now I get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, in those moments, like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I get, I get it now. Um, yeah, I, oh, I, I get it. Um, that's a different ver. That's a different, that's a different sentiment than, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I can appreciate, I can appreciate what you went through. Uh-uh. When somebody says, Ooh, I get it. Mm-mm. That, that, yeah, they, there's an emotion that comes with that, <laughs> that, that sometimes we're fearful of. And, um, sadly, you know, there's a quote that I also like that, that, you know, by Nic- Niccolo Machiavelli, um, you know, in a book he wrote in 1532 and it goes for men in general, judge more by the eyes than by the hands for everyone can see, but very few have to feel. And everyone can judge it, but that feeling, emotion, and that passion, that drive, that motivation, that can't be replicated. And while we can describe it, it's hard to experience without being there. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so I get, I get, so that's a long winded way of answering and acknowledging I truly understand what you're going through, and we're not alone. And that's that vulnerability, but also that trust and confidence in ourselves to say, you know what? One, I have a choice. Secondly, with that choice, I'm still willing to go down this path because it's the right thing to do, although it's uncomfortable. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I cried a little, Ian. I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I hope you didn't hear me. I thought I heard a squeal come out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's okay and that's okay i mean that's a cleansing for us it's an acknowledgement um sometimes we just have to let it go and be like wow yeah yeah and and owning it and saying there's nothing wrong with it 
There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness, this is this isn't the first time. So a lot, there's been a lot of shows where I ended crying, but I, it's okay because that's my thing. It's probably mm -hmm. a signature. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm human. Right, <laughs> we're human, all human. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not easy, and it's when there's so much around us that says we where we perceived or it's perceived where we should be or feel we should be. But you know, as that old adage goes, you know, the struggle is real and. It's only real when we decide to do, oh, yes. and it's only real when we decide to feel. Yeah, it's not. It's oh goodness. There's been plenty of day when I've, when I was writing this book, where I truly felt defeated. And you can't replicate that mental defeat because writing or going on a podcast or building one. It's a very individual journey because it's your image, it's your voice, it's your brand. In a way, it's your value and who you believe and perceive yourself to be. And when it does not result or feel like it's resulting in a product that reflects who you perceive you are to be, or when there's challenges in trying to make it realized, that can be and is tough, but, and there's a but, um, those days will pass. And if it weren't for a strong support system of friends, always asking me about it and not in a way of accountability, but asking because they knew I could do it and wanting to read my book. I'm sure it's likewise with yourself of those who want to hear more from you and know what you can do. Those are the days and moments in time where friends and family and support structures and systems are worth their weight in gold. Just asking and telling you, you can do it. So Brandy, I'm telling you, no one else has while it may feel downtrodden downtrodden and dark today or in this moment i'm confident you can do it thank you i appreciate that i really do i think this is going to be a different type of day for me so um i don't think things happen by chance i think Certain things are are meant to happen when they happen. Just like when I first spoke to you, mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was going to be in that dentist chair right. experiencing <laughs> trauma. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm still getting the work done. Like now, they're it's all good, but I have to go get two more two root canals. Oh wow! Know? So yeah, people, let's take care of our teeth starting young. Let's, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I've, I've got other things to do. I'll, I'll take care of it next month. <laughs> right. 
right. and then it gets worse. Yeah. But hey, it was all worth it that I, I got to do this today. I feel like when something happens where I feel like a growth, like an actual shift within my myself, then it all panned out for a reason because I never felt I saw more, more clarity in a long time than I see right now. I feel like a breeze just came through. There's no windows open, so... <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm yeah. glad to hear that. I mean, it's been a really good conversation, and obviously, yeah. it's it's about the exploration, and it's um. We never know when we're gonna hear it. We might be listening, but did you actually hear it? Um. In a way that really we can do something with it, and we never know when that's gonna come. So true. Oh. Goodness gracious. This was some good stuff right here, Ian. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on. You're quite welcome, Brandy. It's uh, no, definitely been a pleasure being on today and chatting with you and, and hearing even about your own journey and also sharing about mine because, yeah, quite frankly, we all have our own story and our own path. And But the one thing that connects us is we're all just trying to be better, whatever that better might look like. So true, so true. Well, I want to make sure that people know where, you know, if they want to get advice or ask for your services, whatever they need, the book, I would love for you to share all of that for the listeners so they can definitely get a hold of you. Everything Ian. Yeah, so sounds good. So I'll reiterate my business website where they can connect me as, connect with me as well as um, see different parts of my my book where to purchase it as well as hear this podcast and others where i've been featured or other magazines etc again that website is rhodesmith.com that's r-h-o-d-e-s-s-m-i-t-h.com i'm also on twitter and instagram um, with the handles of dr b underscore intention Just the last thing I had mentioned is where people can find me on roadsmith.com and on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. B underscore intention. Yay. Thank you. And I'll put that in the show notes and also my website. Um, if you, if you wouldn't mind that I put, you know, your information onto my website. So I love um, promoting and like putting, you know, just uh, having, people's services acquired through my, my website just the I just like promoting people I just yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just straight to the point you know I right. love to do it no I, no I appreciate that and yeah feel free to do so and when the show comes out I'll, obviously it'll be promoted and put on to my website um actually be sending it out on Twitter and Instagram and establishing a, a new Facebook funnel as well so it can promote it there as well Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Dr. B. And Dr. Ian was already taken, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way it goes, you are amazing at what you do. And I just want to say thank you from me and Voices of Courage. You always have a place here. And um, yes, you set the bar for this new season because you just 
created a whole new season for me. And you didn't even know. <laughs> that's that's good for <laughs> Again, Brandon, this has been a pleasure. I'm glad we were able to connect. And, you know, more than happy to come back on or and even just hear about your progress, even outside of um, the podcast itself. Yes, yes, most definitely. Thank you so much. And everybody out there, this is Voices of Courage. Brandy J, your host, and Dr. Ian E. Okay.